today. God is worthy of all of our praise.
as we sing this next song, it talks about just um, things that Jesus is to us, like he is our treasure. He is sovereign. He is our savior, our Lord. He is the king of kings, the great I am. He's the lover of my soul. He is just everything, everything. And in spite of who we are, in spite of how many times we screw up and mess up, just feel like failures once in a while, do you know that God sees you through eyes of just Jesus because of what Jesus did for us on the cross all those years ago. And now he's preparing a place in heaven for those who believe that he is their treasure, that he is sovereign, that he is their savior. So as we sing this song, let's just praise Jesus this morning.
Thank you. You can be seated, please. Good morning. We have the kiddos that we brought up here today. We wanted to share with you. Spread out, guys. Use the. You gotta get your dance on. Come on. Okay, so we brought the children up this morning because they're super excited to share with you that starting in December, um, we were doing our own birthday gift to Jesus downstairs as well, and we had set a goal for three hundred dollars. And together with the pre-K through fifth grade. They raised $326, so they surpassed their goal. So give them a hand. They did really, really well. And we've been teaching these kids, I mean, at the smallest, youngest age downstairs, how much God loves them, how special they are, and how um, no matter what, God loves them more than anything, and his love is unshakable. So we would like for you to watch us clap along, get excited. This is a very fun song. Um, and this talks about God's love and how it's unshakable. You guys ready? Okay.
children were learning about how much God loved them, that he sent his only son. So Cammie's going to um, share with you the verse that we memorized for December. Ready? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Very good. All right. Then in January, we were talking about self-control and how we're really trying to teach these kids downstairs how important it is to have self-control with all kinds of things in their life um, and how, you know, when we're, we're helping others that it's not always about you and what you want and think you need so badly. Right, guys? Okay, Orange Room, ready? A person without self-control is like a city whose walls are broken through. Proverbs 25, 28, nerve. Okay, nerve. That's our version downstairs. <clears throat> okay, there were my girls at. And now this month, this month we're talking about cooperation and how we are all on a team together. We're all part of God's team, and we're working together to help get things done. And that's exactly what this group did while raising this birthday gift to Jesus. All right, you ready, girls? Two people are better than one. They can help each other in everything they do. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, nerve. Very good. Okay, thank you. So we're just so grateful that our kiddos came together. Um, they set a goal, and they, with God's help, you know, raised that goal, and we're just so proud of them. And I just wanted to bring them up here because who doesn't love to see these guys when they're worshiping God and sharing Scripture? So give them a hand. Let's give our kids a hand and all of our workers who helped them, man. We thank God for you guys. <clears throat> this morning, uh, we, wanna, we do want to so stop and praise God. Um, we'll help them get a seat there, all right? We want to thank God. Um, you know, our birthday gift to Jesus, we asked God for 75000 and God's provided more than 80000 Can we give God a hand for that this morning? We're just so thanking God for that. One of the missionaries that we know and love dearly is uh, Daniel Gonzalez, and so I have him here on a Skype call. We're going to put him onto the big screen if this will work, and uh, let's see here if we, do we have him up there. Okay, hang on one second there, Daniel. You might have to reformat back there. Okay, hang on here. One minute. Un momento, por favor, right? All right. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all out of proportion up there. It's, it's out of proportion. Okay, hang on, they'll, they'll get get us here. But anyhow, Daniel, just one moment here. We uh, we want to thank God for the opportunity that God has given us to uh, to be able to share the funds that God has given us to the church and uh, to be able to encourage Daniel and Anita Gonzalez over in Ecuador. And uh, as they reformat that, we'll go live there in just a moment. But, uh, you know, this summer we're going down to Ecuador. We'll be there in June. And we have a fantastic opportunity to be with, uh, to be with Daniel and Anita in Ecuador. And uh, there are many people signed up. Our next meeting is coming up on February the 21st. And uh, so we, we're just thanking God for what he's doing in the church and the opportunity he's given our people to be out around the world. And, uh, and so we're going to go ahead and start... Uh, Daniel, would you, uh, would you all welcome Daniel? I'll show the camera that way. Would you welcome Daniel Gonzalez this morning? A 
Okay, Daniel, go ahead. It's uh, your turn to talk. Okay, thank you so much. We we have gratitude with you for your love, your friendship. I have many friends there in this church. In my my heart is with you today, especially because today is the the day, the Valentine Day. I want to deserve you a, a nice days, and I want to send my gratitude also my wife here, Anita, and the World of Light team. We are uh, grateful with your your faith and your support. Last year, I received monthly support from your church. In one of our prayer was respond through you. You was part in us, with us in our work here in Ecuador. We was preaching, we was sharing the gospel, preaching in churches and the schools through your support. Thank you so much. Thank you, the children, because I listened to you. Your children was part in the support to the church, you know? Your, your collaborate in the, in the offerings, missionary like me, I, I want to say thank you so much. I am expecting, we are praying for next June, when the church is coming, we, work, we want to work together here in our land, Ecuador. Thank you so much. Amen. We love you, Daniel. All right, Daniel, you, you just uh, you tell Anita to get the cooking going because we're coming. She's an incredible. Yeah, she's Ay, ready. Estoy lista. She's, she's an, ready. Yeah, me gusto too, all right? So, uh, <laughs> all right, so, but uh, we, we are so thankful to have friends like uh, Daniel and Anita that we can support and that, uh, that, 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 isn't that exciting to do this morning? Live from Ecuador, Quito, Ecuador. Uh, Daniel, would you just pray for our congregation this morning? Okay. Can I pray in Spanish or you prefer? Whatever you want to do, Daniel. Okay. Gracias, Señor, por esta iglesia maravillosa. Thank you, our Lord, for this wonderful church, your people, your friends for me. Thank you because I feel your love, God, through them. Thank you so much for, for your uh, their support, their love to me, my family, my, our team here in Ecuador. Thank you so much. We are a, a, a team working in the world in different ways because we want to follow your command to preach the gospel around the world. Thank you so much. I, I ask to, to knowledge and uh, for the pastor Kenny and his wife, his family. Thank you so much for his, his work for you there, his example. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, now, church, if you would do this on the count of three, we have a little saying that we say down there. We say ciao when we say goodbye. So on the count of three, would you all say ciao? You ready? One, two, three. Ciao. Okay. Ciao. ciao. God bless. Let's give our God a hand. All right, and uh, I'm so thankful for all of our children's ministry workers and what God is doing in the church. Uh, every Sunday downstairs, they are ministering. They are opening up God's Word. They are teaching God's Word, 
and we're seeing lives changed and families are coming to Christ. And, um, you know, it's not even 10 degrees outside yet, I don't think. And look at, look at the house of the Lord. We're pretty excited to be here, aren't you? What a great day it's been here today. So uh, just a few announcements. If you'd please pass the friendship folders down the aisle at this time. And uh, we're glad that you're here. And uh, just thanking God for what he's doing in the church here this morning. Just uh, a couple announcements. Number one is tonight we have a movie, Fireproof, uh, down at the Grand Theater. So you'll see the insert in your bulletin. It has the address. We've rented out the Grand Theater. It's just for the tickets that we've sold here. Uh, it's not open to the public. It's open to you, your friends, and anybody that you'd like to invite. Um, we promoted it heavily, but uh, tonight we'll be showing that at 6 o'clock. The doors will open at 5. Now, for the first 40 couples that come, we have a little gift for you, all right? The first 40. So you want to get there in time. We have a, a small package for all the, uh, uh, all the couples there, the first 40 couples. But come on out tonight. It's only $5. And so, you know, some people say, well, I've seen the movie before. Well, it's about being together as a church family. It's about coming together as a couple. Uh, and there's more, more to the story. So we want to encourage you. Come on out tonight and enjoy, enjoy an evening, uh, something that we haven't done in I don't remember ever doing that, running out of theater. So we're thanking God for this opportunity tonight. And then uh, one other announcement is next Sunday is our membership class. If you've not yet joined the church and not made that official, and you say, I would like to, uh, next Sunday after church at 12.15, we'll be having a membership class and uh, a brief lunch. So uh, please take the, bolt, uh, ins- the insert in the bulletin, sign up and put it in the plate as it comes your way this morning, or put in the offering box on the wall on your way out so that we can have, uh, have your reservation that you'd be there for the membership class, all right? So let's stand together as we receive our morning offering. Over the offering today, uh, we're going to show a trailer. You'll see the, the trailer for Fireproof, just to kind of get you excited to come out tonight and, uh, and, uh, and just have a good time on this Valentine's Day. So we are thanking God you're here. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, I thank you so much, Lord, for your, your love. I thank you so much for your people in this room tonight, this morning, Lord, and uh, for Ecuador, for our missionary over in Ecuador, and, and just to be able to hear live from Ecuador uh, what you're doing on the ground there. God, thank you that you've blessed us, that we could bless, uh, bless them. Lord, I thank you for the, 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 the hundreds of thousands of dollars that will go out of this place and reach people around the world, Lord, and uh, just the missionaries that are even now receiving these checks and your, your transforming lives. God, be honored and adored. And so, Lord, as we continue to give to you this morning, we ask that you will be blessed by our hearts, be blessed by our, our, our gift to you this morning, because we know that everything that we have comes from your hand, and we return this to you this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, please. Roll there. Uh, well, there's no, no sound to it. You can watch it on our Facebook page. It's out there on our Facebook page. For whatever reason, we're having technical difficulties back there with that this morning. Um, we're talking today, what's love got to do with it? I was just thinking about our last series, Small Things, Big Difference, and just think of those kids. They're all doing small things that are going to make a big difference in their life. Hear them memorizing God's Word. Isn't that exciting? When you, when you hear a child come up and memorize God's Word... They're hiding it in their heart, 
and God will use that to, uh, to make a big difference in their life for sure. But this morning, we're, gonna, we're kicking off a new series. What's love got to do with it? I was uh, talking with one of our young adults the other day, uh, Thursday night, and I, I told him, I said, hey, we're kicking off a new series. What's love got to do with it? And he just looked at me and he said, everything. You know, everything. Love has got everything to do with it. And so I'd like to ask you this thought this morning. Do you, do you feel loved? Do you ever feel loved by somebody? Maybe that's something that, uh, that, you're, that you're striving for. You want to feel loved by somebody. I think we all have that desire. There's a desire in all of us to be loved. And I think God created it that way. God made us to, to have a desire to be loved. Um, there, we we want to be loved by human people. We want to be loved, have relationships. God didn't create us to be an island on our own. He didn't create us to be by yourself and, uh, and never, never contact anybody, never communicate. He created Adam and Eve, and, and he gave them fellowship in the garden. And so this morning, I want to I uh, encourage you to think about your life because I think sometimes people go searching for love all their life. They'll look for love throughout their whole life, and some people will never find it because they're looking for, for some facade of love. Uh, it's amazing what we'll do for love, isn't it? We try to fill the void in our life. Uh, if there, there's a hole in our life and we try to fill it, uh, with, you know, I need this love, and so I try to go out and be successful in my career. I try to uh, build wealth. I try a uh, relationship on top of relationship. Why? Because people are seeking this love. They're trying to fill this, this emptiness, this need in their life, and, uh, and they keep searching for it. But yet, I don't think that that's the way that God wants your life to be. I don't think God wants you just to keep searching and searching and searching. Um, you know, I said in our, in our material that went out on a card this week, uh, to, uh, an invite that we put out in the mail, that uh, we're going to take love beyond Hallmark emotions, okay? Aren't you glad for that, you know? Uh, whenever I come home uh, and my wife is watching the Hallmark channel, you know, um, there's a, there's a tissue box every time that she's watching the Hallmark Channel. You know, there's just tears everywhere. And then I have tears because we have to watch the Hallmark Channel, right? So, uh, you know, she, she's watching the Hallmark Channel. And, uh, and, and have you ever noticed how they make those chick flicks, you know? Have you ever noticed they always make the, the guy in the chick flick to be the guy who's, who's uh, he's always handsome, good-looking guy. He's always the guy that has uh, a lot of money. He's always opening and closing the doors. He's polite. He's kind. Yeah, he, may, uh, he, he makes, he's like the perfect man. And, uh, and then whenever you go on into the movies that are the guy movies, you know, the women in the guy movies are all action-oriented, you know. They're like, you know, all, all fast-paced and this and that. And, and so, uh, you know, they, in, in the uh, chick flick movies, they make, make the men to be out one way. And in the man movies, they make them out, the, the women out to be another way. And uh, why is that? Because we all have a concept of what love is. You know, if I were to say the word love, and I have said it several times already, if I, if I use the word love, you come up with a misconception or a conception of what love is. And everybody has an idea. If I say that, that you are loved, you come up with an idea of what love is. If I talk about love in your marriage, you have an idea of what that ought to look like. If I say that um, you have love in your family, you have love in the church, we have all these ideas of what love should look like. And why is that? Well, because... Number one, men and women are different, number one. Uh, we, de- we definitely think differently. I, I mean, you don't have to say amen too loud on that one, okay? You know, we, we, definitely, we definitely think differently. We're not alike. Um, but the world has an assignment of love. 
When we think about love, you, you go out and you think about love. Today is the day of love, as Daniel said on the video, uh, on our Skype call. Today is the day of love, and, and the world has an assignment that they've, uh, that they've assigned. And, and unfortunately, we live in this culture, and we tend to, to take some of those assignments. We tend to look for this love, and, but maybe we're really not looking for love. We're looking for something else. Maybe what, what we think is love. You know, I, I used to tell the, the young people um, that love is not a feeling. You know, the first point in your notes is this, is that love is a decision or love is a commitment. When, when you think about this, love is not a feeling. And so, you know, so many people have asked me, well, what is the feeling that you feel when you feel that you're in love? You know, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh, I fell in love. Well, what does that really mean? <laughs> what does that, you know, did you trip? How did you fall in love, okay? How did that happen? Um, I fell in love. And when, you, when you think about this whole concept of love, uh, the world has an assignment of love that is not necessarily what God is driving at. And I think God has something far deeper. Uh, you see, because love is far beyond uh, emotions. Love is far beyond the hallmark emotions. Love is far beyond the hallmark cards. It's far beyond... Uh, you know, what I'll be doing later this afternoon, you know, uh, standing in line at Dupree's, you know, the, the flower shop down the street. If you go down, all oh, men, I want to show you where it's at. If you go down the bottom of the hill, you take a right, okay? And then just past the Dairy Queen, there's a flower shop there. That's Dupree's. And, and at 2 o'clock, I guarantee you, there'll be a line of men in Dupree's today. They'll be standing there. Why? Because they got, they're going to get their wife a flower. And, and, this, is, and this, this is what we do, right? We go through this. But that is not necessarily love. Uh, just getting a flower, getting a card, uh, those are all romance. Those are fun things to do. And I, I strongly encourage you. I, that's why I'm telling every guy, we're depreciates today. I'll see you down there at um, 2 o'clock, all right? But uh, listen, when, when, you un, when you understand this, that love is far deeper than romance. Romance is fun, and that's exciting and all, but, but there's something deeper. And I think that in all of our families, in all of our marriages, in all of our lives, we want something deeper than, than romance. We want love. We want real love. We want true love, love that will last a lifetime. And I hear people searching for love all the time. So, um, so this morning, we're, we're going to start this. Love is a decision. I'm going to show you um, the type of love that God gives us. Uh, first of all, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, the Scriptures tell us, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God, that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. What was happening here in the book of 1 John, uh, the apostle here, uh, John is, is sharing, and he's giving us some, some deep stuff actually about love. And what happened was there was a group of people called the Gnostics, and the Gnostics, they had, a, they had a knowledge of God, but their, their idea of God was that what you know about him out here doesn't impact your life. That, that, yeah, that, that they could know, and it was somehow this lofty thing, but it didn't impact your world. And John here says, as a matter of fact, in this small book, he uses the word love 42 times. 42 times. So he's telling us there's some important things to take notice about love. And he says here that love... What marvelous love that the Father has extended to us. What marvelous love. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we, we get to be called the children of God. We are the children of God. Now, when you look in the Bible, here's the, here's the thing. 
we can read that casually. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. And unfortunately, in language, we use different words, different ways. And, and a lot of times, it's, uh, you know, we, we're looking at, uh, at the usage, right? So if I, said, if I tell you I love my wife, and I told, tell my wife I love you, she understands what that means, okay? And she says, okay, he loves me. She has a basic understanding, right? But if she makes a, a meal, and I look at this meal, and we eat this meal, and I say, oh, that was a fabulous meal. I love this dinner. Now, I love the dinner different than I love my wife, right? Or at least I had better, all right? <laughs> Be some big problems there, right? So, um, you know, I love my wife different. And then I tell my daughter, I love you. And then, then somebody in the church says, hey, I love you. See, there's all these different usages of love. And when we put these different usages of love, we, we, we begin to understand, oh, okay, there's a, there's a concept of love that is different. And God here is giving us a different usage of the word love. It, it, this is not a romantic love. This is not something that will fade. Uh, he's, he, there's three words that are used in Greek that use the word in the Bible. The New Testament was written in Greek. So there's three words that are used in, in, in the Bible or in the Greek that describe love. One is agape. And agape love is this. This is the word that's used here. Uh, agape is selfless, sacrificial unconditional love is the highest type of love. And so he says here, how great is the selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love that the Father has lavished on us. Now think about that this morning. God the Father has lavished, he's given you his love. How great is that? It is so great that you get to be called the child of God. Now, there are other words that, uh, that the Greek used. Uh, another one was phileo. And phileo meant this, brotherly love. Okay, it's brother love. That's where we get Philadelphia. All right, it's the same root word there. Uh, you know, we call, today we call Philadelphia, it's supposed to be the city of brotherly love, right? I think you've heard it called the city of brotherly shove, right? It's just a tough city. It doesn't live up to its name. But the word phileo, all right, it means brotherly love. And that word is used in the Bible too. For example, in Romans 12.10, love one another with brotherly affection. Uh, outdo one another showing honor. That's in Romans 12.10. That is this brotherly love concept. And then uh, there was another word that the, that the Greeks used. It was eros. And that was, uh, that was the physical kind of love, a sexual type of love. Um, the Song of Solomon supports this. Uh, you look through the Bible. Anywhere that you see marriage relationship, you'll see that the idea of this sexual uh, behavior in a marriage is, is given, and the Bible talks healthily about that, okay? So, but here, this is talking about unconditional love. Unconditional. Jesus, God, the Father, loves you unconditionally without any condition. Now, if I could read that now, let's read that and have that understanding. How great is the unconditional, selfless, sacrificial love that the Father has lavished on us. It is so great that we are called the children of God. Um, and it's pretty powerful when you start thinking about this, that God would love us that way, and that no matter what you do, no matter where you've been, God loves you unconditionally. You see, that, there, there's that, that idea of my, my, my child, I'm the father, you're the child. Whenever my kids do wrong, 
I don't disown my kids. As a matter of fact, no matter what my kid would do, no matter what, I will never disown them because they're always my kid. I will love them. They can come in and say, look, I do something totally different than what you believe, Dad. I love you. I'll never forget uh, one of the pastors in Haiti uh, years ago. We used to go visit down there. One of the, one of the pastors, his son, went and went the total opposite direction of God. And it was the hardest time in Pastor Francois's life. And, and, and listen, that, I remember praying, 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 but and he was walking away from God. But Pastor Francois said, that's my son. That's my son. I love my son. I will always love my son. And that's what God has done for you. You're his child. He loves you unconditionally. Uh, there are things about your past that, that you want to keep bringing up. God says, put your past away because I love you. I love you. Your past is gone. You, you, don't, you don't have to go there anymore. I have forgiven you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. You cannot escape the love of God. And when we start to comprehend that, that, that no matter what I've done or where, you know, whatever failure that I have, I am still loved by God. Now, many times in our family, we, we, we don't experience that type of love, do we? We, we may have had a father that held such a high standard we could never make our dad happy. I see that all the time. People tell me all the time, you know, my dad, I could never make my dad happy. Uh, maybe it was your mother. You could never make your mother happy. It was just, you know, you came home with a, a 95% on a test, and she said you could have had 100. Uh, you know, and we, like, we raised the standard so high, and they meant well, but you know what? You interpreted it as, I'm just, I just can't please my mom. Uh, or, or maybe it was an employer. Maybe it was some, somebody in your life that, that you felt like, wow, I just can't make them happy. Well, God says, you know what? Your good works. Your good works don't make me happy. Our, our good works are as filthy rags, the Scriptures tell us. So when we offer God our good works, and the more good works they offer Him, it's like we try to earn this, right? Well, no. Those good works, that's our purpose. He's called us to do that. Uh, that's why he saved us. We talked about that several weeks now. We said that you were saved to serve. You're made, with a mis- made for a mission. So God has given you. And we, when you are living in that realm, doing what God has called you, you are, you are having fun. It's really exciting. But whenever you fail, whenever you screw up, guess what? God says, I love you unconditionally. And that is a hard concept at times for us because we haven't really experienced human relationships like that. We haven't experienced relationships that will say, you know what, no matter what you do, I love you. I think in a marriage, that's what we're striving for, isn't it? If I could love my wife like that, if I could love my wife with agape love, sacrificial, selfless, unconditional love, then she'll have a pretty good husband, won't she? And if my wife loves me that way, I'll have a pretty good wife. And we do. We have a good marriage. We have an exciting time. But guess what? I have this human issue that I fall, I stumble, and I don't always do, I don't always love the way that I'm supposed to love. Um, when we don't have love, let me just share this with you. When we don't have love, remember, that's the, one of the greatest needs of your life is to be loved. God didn't, didn't want you to be abandoned. He didn't want you to, to have no, no connection to anybody. And most of all, he wants you to have a connection to him. And when we start to comprehend that, we see that, okay, because this whole... So here's, there's things that will drive me to do things. And whenever I don't have that love need met, sometimes I'm driven out. And I go out and I just 
I can act out. And so here's some of the things that people will do when they're acting out for love. Uh, they'll, they'll go after relationships. Chase relationship after relationship after relationship. Um, here, here you are, you have a relationship today, and then, uh, then you say, well, there must be something better. And you go out and you find another relationship because my needs weren't met there. I hear that a lot. My needs weren't met. And then they go to the next one. Oh, this is terrible, this is terrible. And then they go to the next one. And some people go their whole life long just jumping, jumping, jumping all their life long looking for this love. Um, some people will go through um, excessive spending, all right, excessive spending. Um, sometimes there's the, the people that uh, love to go to the mall, you know, just, just to feel that need. Uh, you know, I, oh, I'm so happy now. I come back with that. And, uh, you know, the women love to go to the mall, but for the men, our mall is Cabela's. Have you noticed that? You know, I did hear an amen on that, all right? Yeah, our mall is Cabela's, all right? Our, our mall is the, the, the car dealership, you know? Uh, we just have bigger toys. They're a little bit more expensive, so we don't get to go as often. And so it's so easy to come and try and make that fulfill that need. Um, uh, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's the idea that I have to impress others. I, I can... I, I can impress you and gain your love. Maybe I'll gain your approval. I'll gain your love if you think I'm this. If I just keep, you know, if I do more and more and more. And so we have all these things, and that's really all this performance mentality. Um, I think when, we're, when we don't have that love need met, quite often we struggle with loving ourselves. We struggle with that. And, um, and God wants you, I believe, he wants you to have a healthy love of yourself as well. You know, you say, well, wait a minute. I thought we were taught that, you know, you're not supposed to love yourself. Well, look what Jesus says here over in Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 32. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus uh, had given them a good answer. He asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And the most important one, answered Jesus, is this. And he quotes from the book of Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God... The, the, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher. The man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. You see, when we understand this, we'll go back there to verse 30. Uh, there it is. I love the Lord your God. That, this is your most important, the vertical relationship. But he also says here, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So he's giving us, it's, it's okay to have a, a, healthy, a healthy understanding of who you are in Christ. A healthy understanding that you are the child of the one true king. You are the child of God. He, you are his son. You are his daughter. If you've accepted him as your savior, and so, therefore, when I understand how God has loved me, and I understand, wow, I am somebody. I have value. I am not. I don't have to earn God's favor. I, am, I've, I have been, God has given me his grace. He's lavished his love all over me. Now I can love my neighbor. I can love my neighbor as myself. Uh, you know, this morning, every one of you love yourself to some degree, right? It's a good thing. I'm glad because most people's hair is combed this morning, right? I think you're, you brushed your teeth on the way out the door. That was a healthy thing. 
And maybe that wasn't love for you. That could be love for us, right? You know, uh, we, we just did that. We took care of ourselves. Uh, and, and as we do that, you see, we take care of ourselves. We, we, you know, I, you thought about eating yesterday and you chose to eat. And so this is how we love ourselves. We take care of ourselves. And God says to love other people as well. And so we have got to strive to have that, the, the love, this agape love that God gives us. If we can have this agape, this unconditional love that he's given me. So here I am. I receive his love, and I'm a channel of his love to you. In my marriage, I receive God's love, and I'm a channel of his love to my wife. I'm a channel of God's love to my children. Whoa, now I have a pretty big purpose in life. My purpose is gigantic. To take two of the precious human beings in in the world, two little babies that God gave me, and raise them with love and give them unconditional love. Because you know why? Kids screw up, don't they? So do we. We screw up, and God loves me. And in the same way that, I, that God loves me, I have to love my children. I have to love my wife. I'd like to throw up a definition of love here. I thought this was a pretty good definition. It says this, that love is a commitment to the satisfaction, security, and development of the one loved. A commitment to fulfilling of their needs, whatever they are, always asking what's best for the other, for the other person. Um, so so they're, they're, that's pretty powerful. What's the key word here? What do you think the key word up there? Love is a commitment. It's a commitment. So when I've decided to love somebody, it is a commitment. I, I commit to love, not based on how they act not based on how they reciprocate to me, based upon how I have committed to love. Now that is how God's loved you. God didn't say, okay, you've trusted me. Now if you're good the rest of your life, I'll love you. No, he said, I died on the cross. I paid for your sin. I love you. You're my child. And as you grow and develop as a child, you stumble, you fall, you have all these problems, guess what? God says, I love you. You fell again, I'm picking you back up. I love you. You fell again, I'm going to help you back. I'm going to re- recover you. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you don't have a responsibility before God. No, I'm talking about God's responsibility to us right now. God's responsibility is he loves us. That's what he tells us in his word. He loves us unconditionally. It's his character. Um, he, it's his commitment to us. And so when we understand that, commitment demands something from me. When I make a commitment, it demands something from me. There's something from me that I go and I do. It is my commitment. So when I love the Lord, my commitment, I have a commitment back to Him. He's loved me. When I have a commitment to Him, I've made a commitment to love God. So how do I love God? I love Him to His satisfaction, security, and development. I commit to fulfilling God's needs. What does God want? What does He desire in my life? That's my love for God. And now when I'm loving my wife, I, I, love, I love that way. I commit to the satisfaction, security, and development of my wife, of my daughters, of my church, of the people around me, of the lost people. Okay, that's how we're supposed to love. Um, we, you know, there's, there's a difference. You know, you look at the, this emotion, you look at this feeling out there. There is a difference between love and desire. There's a difference between love and affection. Affection's a nice thing. But that is not lasting. Affection comes and goes. 
Uh, love versus like. Some people just, you know, I like you a lot. Love versus need. I need to have somebody. And when we, when we think about that, here's what happens. In a marriage, when we come, we get married. It's really not fair to put all my, to try and get all my need from my spouse. Now, if you can catch this, this is pretty, pretty heavy. If you're coming to your spouse to get from your spouse what only God can give you, you put an unfair expectation on your spouse. Now, this could revolutionize your life. This could revolutionize your marriage. This could revolutionize all relationships. I can't, I, listen, my security does not come if my wife, you know, when I go home after a church, I always ask my wife, how did it go today? She goes, well, you went a little too long. I'm like, I know. How did it go? Well, okay, all right. So now, if I wait for my wife's approval of the Sunday message, I'll feel, I'll feel dejected. I feel like, you know, she's, your shoelace was untied. Oh, man, okay. And then you start going down, right? I cannot try. I have to come to God. I have to get my approval from God, not from my wife. And see, this is what happens in our home. Uh, you know, uh, husbands come home and wives are, sometimes wives can be all, all, uh, all bent out of shape because they felt that they've let their husband down. And God says, I love you. Your security comes from me. Do not try to get your security, your self-worth, your value from your husband or from your wife or from your children or from your co-worker or from a dating relationship. You take all those relationships. Here's what happens. We as humans, I want you to be happy, don't I? I want you to like me. That's a natural need. And sometimes we'll just keep doing everything I can so that you'll like me. And at the end of the day, you may not like me. It's okay. You may not, you know, this may not be a, 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 a fun thing all the time. I've got to get my needs met from God. As a matter of fact, in, in a healthy marriage, when, we, when we're looking at, at love, um, we, we see, first of all, that love comes from God. That's the next thought in your notes. Love comes from God. Love comes from God. You cannot get love, true, real, lasting love, apart from God. Now, 1 John 4, 7 through 10 tells us this. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now look at that. He says that let us love one another, for love is of God. It comes from God. This is where it comes from. It is generated from God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. Those aren't my words. That's the Bible right there. If you don't love, you do not know God. Um, and, and you know what? It's not brotherly love there. The word there is agape. If you do not unconditionally, no strings attached, you do not know God. Wait a minute. That changes a lot of things, doesn't it? That changes how I tolerate people in the body of Christ. Um, we, we're supposed to tolerate one another. We're supposed to have love one for another. You screw up. I don't love you as long as you're a happy Christian. I love you when you screw up. I, I, as a matter of fact, love is going to help you get back up. Um, uh, why? Because the very essence, look, for God is love. God loves you in this way. God, Jesus died on the cross. He paid for your sin. He loves you with no condition. There was no condition. He didn't say, clean up your life and follow me. He said, trust me. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Uh, receive his gift. The scripture is real clear about that. And then guess what he does? 
then he changes you. But your change is not the condition. Your change is not the condition for his love. He loves you. In this love, verse 9, in this love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Uh, Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation, the punishment for our sin. He took our punishment on the cross. God is love. So here I am, and I'm trying to develop healthy relationships. And what do you do when you're in a relationship and the other person doesn't love you the same way that you're trying to express that love? You come in, and, and you're in a marriage, and, and I see this happen all the time. Two people will come together, and they'll get at the altar, and then uh, through the years, this thing happens. It's called the slow fade, doesn't it? And, you know, it may, maybe you know, you're raising kids, and we get older, we get older, and pretty soon we're in two different parts of life. We have two different roles. We, we look at life differently. You know, it's like whenever I go to the beach and I go out to swim and, uh, you know, I, I have my little ritual. I sit under the umbrella as long as I can because I turn pretty beet red out there. And I'm sitting under there and then all of a sudden I say, I'm going to go for it. I go out there in that water and I love it because the temperature's changed. Now I'm enjoying it, right? And so, and I don't come back in. I stay out too long. And I get burnt. And, I, and I'll look. And I'll look at that umbrella on the, on the shore and I'll be out there in the water, and pretty soon I just start to drift. I start to fade away. And then my wife starts yelling, hey, you're out too far. My kids are worried that I'm going to get bit by a shark and all that fun stuff, right? You know, it's just like all this crazy stuff that happens. And pretty soon I start moving down. And so there's my family over here, and I start drifting and drifting. And you get out far enough, I want to tell you this, all those umbrellas look the same, you know? You get out too far, and you start, and that's what happens. You start to drift. And so what do we have to do in a, in a relationship? It takes work. We have to come. We have to come before God. And I have to get my understanding, first of all, that if I am loved by God, he'll change my life. If I can understand that. Do you know him? Look, the scripture said here, know him. If you do not love, you do not know him. And it's not something you can manufacture. You can't manufacture this agape, sacrificial, no-strings-attached type of love. You can't manufacture it. You have to get it from God. And when God gives it to you, now I can channel it and give it to you. I can give it in all my human relationships. So I have, here's the husband and wife. What do you do whenever you're in a relationship and the other person does not love you back that same way? Well, guess what you do? You keep going to God and you keep loving the other person. Go to God, love the other person. Go to God, love the other person. We say, but wait, what about my needs? God said this about your needs. He said, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. All. Not just your physical, your spiritual, emotional, everything that you need. So you're sitting here today, you're saying, man, I'm really struggling with this because I feel like I'm the only one giving. I feel like I'm the only one giving. God says, just keep coming to me because I love you unconditionally. And as you love now, look, yesterday's gone. You can't go back to yesterday. Yesterday's over. You have today. We have the relationships that you're in today, and we learn to do this. The goal in a a healthy relationship is for husband and wife to do this. We're going to God, and we're coming back to each other. Go to God, come back to each other. But sometimes it doesn't always fire that way. And what we got to do is we got to go to God and say, God, will you transform 
will you do? God, I'm going to trust you with everything here. Uh, some of you, young people, you're, you're out there and you're looking for, uh, looking for a mate. I see teenagers here. I see young adults unmarried. You're looking for a mate. Start with somebody who understands that God loves them. When somebody understands that God loves them, they have an incredible ability to love you. When somebody doesn't have that, they don't have the full potential. They can do romance. They can do things that are short-lived, but they, can't, they don't have the full ability to love like God loves. It's something that comes from Him. It only comes from Christ. Uh, God is the only one who can satisfy every desire. Only God can do that. 1 John 3.16, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we ought to give our lives up for our brothers and sisters. Let's bow in prayer this morning. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, would you just respond to the Lord this morning? Maybe you haven't opened your heart and trusted him. You haven't come to that point in your life where you've accepted his love. God wants you to start there. Start there. Maybe, maybe in the room this morning you say, I've, been, I've made a decision a long time ago, but I don't, I don't love people like that. I need that. I need you to come this morning. Your, your response would be, Lord, I need you to help me realize your love. God, help me to begin to understand my value in Christ, that you love me. Not because I'm good, but because you love me. Wow, what an awesome God that he would care that he would send his son to the cross for you. So if you're here this morning and you haven't accepted Christ, I'd like to invite you to pray and just invite him into your heart. Just pray something like this. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things. And I believe that you died on the cross and you paid for my sin. You came back to life for me. And I want to invite you in today, Lord. I need your unconditional love in my life. Lord, would you help me to to be able to understand your love for me and help me, Lord, in all my relationships as I begin to, to let your love flow through me, as I begin to let your love change my marriage. But it has to change me first. As I let it change my relationships at work, my relationships in the church. respond to Christ this morning. With our heads bowed, just going to pray a closing prayer. Lord, I pray that you be with each person in this place and help them as they respond to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we close our service and we sing. I'd like to invite you to come and kneel and pray. Just, just respond to the love of God this morning. And if we can put that into our life, let him change who we are.
singing today. Do not forget that the fireproof tickets are out at the foyer, also at the doors tonight. Just say hello to those around you as you leave today. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.